Hey gorgeous, welcome to the Evolving Perfectly podcast. My name is Desiree Degree and I'll be your host. If this is your first time hearing my voice, hey gorgeous, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am both a mindset and perfectionist mentor as well as a product-based business owner. I lovingly and ironically own a product-based business called The Perfectionist. Both businesses are intended to fully service evolving women to both properly plan, reflect, make drastic shifts in mindset, help them identify perfectionist habits so that they can change them long-term, effortlessly achieve their goals without malnourishing their relationship with themselves or others. So I'd like to think I'm full service to the evolving woman. Today is obviously a very special episode. It's the first episode, and we're going to be talking about me. I'm going to be introducing myself to you and letting you know my story, how things began for me, and where I see them going long-term. So we're going to go back <laughs> pretty far. Um, I've been quite the ambitious one, even from a very, very young age. When I was about six or seven, I remember going to my mom and my brother, who I lived with, and telling them that I'm going to be a judge. I truly have no clue where the idea came from, but when I tell you it stuck, I mean it stuck. Like, no one could tell me that I was not going to become a judge. It truly was rooted inside me to just do this. This was so important to me. And to the point to where the rest of my family would always call me, you know, their their little judge, like they they knew they really um, instilled it back into me that, you know, affirming me, of course, that I'm going to do exactly what I set out to do. I remember being, um, getting a little bit older and being in high school. And when I was in high school, I remember I went to the counselor because I heard about these two programs in school. One of the programs allowed you, if you had um, only a few credits left, it essentially allowed you to expedite the process so that you can graduate early. I didn't walk across the stage early, but I finished early. I wanted to work um, because I knew that if I was going to be a judge, I needed to at least start working. I needed work experience, of course. So I went to the counselor and I asked her if I can join this program. And the program allowed you to obviously leave school early and um you know as you finished your credits the program allowed you to finish school early and there was another program as well that if you had the credits available only a few credits left you could not only leave school early but you could they would help you find a job and they had two options you could work from exxon which is an oil company or you could work at state farm I really wanted to work at State Farm, but for some reason, maybe just because I enjoyed the, the process of being difficult or rebellious, but I did not want them to help me find a job. I was like, I can do this on my own. I've got this. Just let me into the programs. That's all I need you to do. <laughs> so I went to the counselor. We had this conversation. She let me into the programs, and I eventually, um, at the age of 17, Got a job at State Farm on my own, not through the school, and I would go there every day. I got out of school at a, like 10 a.m. 
I was done. I went to school from like eight to 10. So I went for two hours and then I would, um, I would go to work and my boss was really great. He gave me, um, the title of his service manager, which actually ended up helping me, um, quite, quite a lot later on in life. And I, I know that was his plan. Um, you know, always just saying like he, he saw this spark, this fire that I was going to do, do good things. And I, I really appreciated that. So about two years later, I was 19 and I knew that I needed to get into the legal field. I mean, you know, I want this work experience, but I want it to be relevant, right? So once again, everything is rooted around me becoming a judge, but of course, first going to law school. So around 19, I start looking for a job at a law firm and I find a job as a legal assistant and I loved it. I mean, it was exactly what I wanted to be doing. Um, I enjoyed it actually a lot. And at that time, I, I worked there for um, about three years until I was 22 and I enjoyed the process. It was a great experience. Um, I liked it a lot, but I started dating someone who was in the military and she was amazing and she still is. We're married today. And at that time though, she was in Afghanistan and she was, um, she was deployed there and her, she was stationed though in Alaska And she had asked me, would I be willing to come move to Alaska? And I thought about it. And at first I thought, oh, like, that sounds great. But like, oh, no, I need to save up money. Well, also, like, what's life like there? Like, am I going to enjoy it? I overthought the process at first for all of two days. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? No. I'm going to go. Like, I don't care. I'm going. And it wasn't a sense of like, fuck this. I don't have any reason to be here anyway. It was more of a sense of, I trust myself and my ability to continue my life the way I want to. So I decided that when I moved there, I was going to find a job and I was going to continue this path. I was in college at this time and Once again, my incredible tunnel vision and, you know, my tunnel to law school, I actually did not want law school loans and college loans. So I decided I was going to work full time, go to school part time. And um, I was going to that was going to allow me to pay entirely out of pocket for school. And that's exactly what I did when I got to Alaska, which I left in the middle of the winter, by the way. The winter, the middle of a Texas winter is nothing compared to the middle of an Alaska winter. But in about two weeks, I was working once again as a legal assistant, um, still just taking my classes online and nothing changed other than my location. And of course, my um, relationship was able to bloom a little bit more. But other than that, I was still so driven on this goal and this dream. So, um, a bit later we ended up moving to Maryland because she was relocating. Um, and it was, 
it was a it was a different transition for me uh, moving to Maryland. There was a little bit of resistance I started to feel for whatever reason about going to law school. I don't know. I don't really know. I can't explain it. It was just like, is this for me? And I, when I tell you, I buried those feelings. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to entertain this. This is fear. This is fear. That's all it is. And I don't fear things. So I'm going to forget about it. So I continued my classes. And at this time, um, it was about 2015. And I was so into Pinterest at that time. (laughs) And I remember... At that time, I scroll. I was scrolling through Pinterest, and I always pin like the girliest office stuff because I always loved office supplies. It's just, it's just my thing. Um, I just, I love it, and I've always been very, very girly. But I've never had my own office, so um, I would just pin pin stuff for my future office at my law firm to make it super cute and super girly, and. Um, I found myself, I found this pen and it was a teacup and the teacup came with a saucer and on the teacup, it was like super cute. It looked like fine China, but of course it wasn't. And it said fucking classy on the teacup. And I was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this. I love it so much. So (laughs) I ended up pinning it and I just saved it and every time I would go back over the years and look through my pins that was the one pin I always look back at like it's just so cute I just love it I think it's so funny and ironic and just me very me so fast forward we are leaving Maryland to come back to Texas we're coming back home forward my wife and I are moving from Maryland back home to Texas and we get settled in, we get our house, we're renting a house, and she's like, you know what, like, I think it would be really cool if we both had an office, because we had a three-bedroom house. She was a full-time student. She ended up leaving the military and um, going to school full-time. I, on the other hand, was wrapping up my degree, and I thought, oh, that would be cool. Like, I can study in here. I can study for the LSAT, which if you don't know what the LSAT is, it's the law school admission test. And that's exactly what I did. I started studying full force. I graduated, which I graduated debt-free, as I planned, with honors. And I didn't even want to celebrate it because I was so focused on attending law school and becoming a lawyer so that I could become a judge that graduating was not even an accomplishment. It wasn't an accomplishment. It was a stepping stone. And that's how I saw it. It was nothing to celebrate. Even though it had gone exactly how I wanted it to, I did not allow myself to get too excited about it because I had a bigger mission. So when I started to study for the LSAT, those feelings of resistance came back up. And once again, I pushed them right back down because there was no way going to entertain this idea that I was not going to law school. I ended up studying. I studied as hard as I could. Um, I studied at work and 
when I tell you as well, like, and let me tell you, I studied as hard as I possibly could. I studied at the office. I studied at home. I studied everywhere I possibly could think of. I studied on the bus on the way home. Um, in Houston and downtown, we have a park and ride, which is really relaxing, quiet bus. And, um, yeah, they take you from downtown to, um, a local station. So I would study on the bus as well. I made use of every like minute of time I could to study. And I wasn't shy either when I would go to work, like, and tell people that I'm not going to be doing this forever. It was never my plan to be a legal assistant forever. So, um, I was not at all shy about saying that I was intending to go to law school. So people cheered me on. I mean, once again, everyone that I've met that I've told this goal and this plan to was completely supportive of it. No one was ever like, are you sure you want to do that? Everyone was like, yes, go. Like, I write you a letter of recommendation or, you know, this is you. This is your goal. Like, go for it. It was all very, very supportive. So the resistance became a little bit too much. I was spending so much time getting nowhere with this test. And don't get me wrong, the test is difficult in its in its own, and it's intended to be difficult. However, this wasn't about difficulty. This was about a push in the other direction of like, don't do this. Like, do not, this is a waste of your time, essentially. And that feeling grew stronger and stronger. I had spent thousands of dollars on courses and on tutors. And I just could not face this idea that, that I could do anything else. And so I took a little bit of a break from the LSAT. And I just entertained for a moment, what would I do if I didn't do this? How would I still create some impact? How would I still interact with all of these people? How would I still take an opportunity to feel like I'm leading and... What's really interesting is that I've always been quite creative and I've also subscribed to the idea that creativity does not bring in money and that's a really unfortunate mindset, isn't it? Because (laughs) it stopped me from creating, seriously creating at least. I started to entertain the idea of making products. And I started to just purchase things and spend time learning how to make them, spend time learning how to create designs and use different printers, use different equipment. The first thing, I drew out a piece of paper and I thought, what is, what is something I would want to create? What is something I would use on a daily basis? That for me ended up being what is today, the oh shit, don't forget notepad. It came to me so clearly, insanely clear that I'm like, this is exactly what I want it to look like. And it's going to be pink and it's going to be feminine, um, but functional and high quality. And that's exactly what I made. And it took a long time to do it because, of course, I failed at it a lot and, and I had a lot to learn, but I stuck with it. Slowly after that, I thought, okay, what else should I make? Like, I'm just thinking, what else do I use? Mugs. I drink coffee every single day. And I thought, oh my gosh. I know exactly what I'm about to make. And of course, I made a mug that said fucking classy on it. And to this day, those two items are my best sellers with a perfectionist. But at that time, I just thought, this is silly. Like, or is it? 
I'm just going to entertain this idea a little bit longer. What if I decided to just start my own business and start creating, start creating for the women who are like me, who might need to take a moment to realize that the, the path that they're creating isn't, isn't always what it seems to be. And I love to say that your tunnel vision is only beneficial when you are in the right tunnel. And it took me so long because I was not reevaluating anything. I wasn't allowing myself to believe that any other path than the path six-year-old me created could exist for me. This is now about principle. This is now about, oh, I said this. This is now about, I'm going to be so embarrassed. All these people are rooting for me. And it's like, what do I want? What am I creating? What purpose do I feel I serve? And so when it became about me, everything changed. I started creating from this aspect of reflection, of affirmations, of reevaluations. I mean, a checklist, yes, it's just a checklist to most people, but it's intended to get you to stop and think. This mug, of course, and, and the other mugs that I create, of course, to some people will just be a mug. And to other people, it is, it is a moment to stop while you're making coffee and look at something and reflect. You know, the notepads are, are the same. And everything that I've taken time and energy and work <laughs> and failure and re-evaluation and colors and textures and, you know, all these things that I had no idea about a few years ago took time, but it took a lot of reevaluation. And so I've deeply enjoyed this process in, in getting here. I'll also say that this strong need to remind women to stop, to not let their need to know every little step, their ability to move forward without certainty is where we get into perfectionism, right? So the perfectionist was, of course, ironically named. I, I called it the perfectionist because, of course, there's no such thing as perfect. However, perfectionism is something that I was struggling with. I mean, this need to let this be perfect, this need to let it work out exactly as I planned for it to, and not if any other option happened, that was not okay. But I also realized that I had so much experience in thriving in uncertainty and that I had so much confidence to speak to people and do things and make moves and shifts and start conversations that people my age were not having. So in combining those two things and my love for psychology, which I, which is what I graduated from, uh, was born my mentorship. And the reason these two things go together is because they serve the same person. They serve the person who needs to stop and reflect, who has had the same goal and the same vision board for years and has not taken a moment of her time to say, is this still for me? Is this really what I still want? And more importantly, why? Like, 
Had I just stopped for a second and said, Desiree, why do you want to become a judge? I could have saved so much time because I wouldn't have had an answer for that. You just know what you want to do. But when you stop, reevaluate why. You stop questioning every little thing and make little small steps. When you inch towards something, you get to know more about the process and you get to know more about you. And so this ability to bundle all those things together in mindset shifts and helping you stop this strong need to have the whole story written out, this ability to love yourself and not malnourish your relationship with yourself as you achieve these goals, making the goals manageable. All these things that, unfortunately, we don't do. And we we, we can't really, like, in my own process, if I had someone that told me, hey, I can ask, I can start asking you some questions and really going deeply into things that I bet you're not thinking about, I bet these are blind spots for you. I would have looked at her and been like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, <laughs> but if I had someone to stop me and say, instead of just everyone being like, oh, good for you, job, you know, someone stopped me and said, hey, let's reflect on that. Where did this goal come from? Why are you still trying to achieve it? Did the evolved version of you create this goal or a lesser, younger evolved you? Like, these are the questions <laughs> that would have been nice to hear. But now I'm here and I can help and I can, you know, I can provide insights that, that you may not be thinking of. So with all of that said, it is a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for your support. And I hope that my straightforwardness and my ability to share my own story will help inspire you to reflect and will help inspire you to gain some more insights. Um, be curious about what you don't know and take the opportunity to reflect. So if you own any of my products as well, um, reflect, you know, use them, use them for your benefit. But it's a pleasure to be here and thank you for staying here with me today. Our next podcast will be released next Thursday. From here on out, my structure will be a new episode every other Thursday. So that is when they will be released to you. I'm going to link my handle down in the description for you to follow me on Instagram. If you don't, I will link both my personal and the perfectionist company um, Instagram below. And I would love it if you would consider rating this podcast episode and giving me a review. And also if you have any recommendations or things you would like me to discuss as we move forward, let me know. I'm always open to your suggestions. Keep evolving, babe.